You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Where the hell are we? Lieutenant Stamets is non-responsive. Tyler. Did you want all of this to happen? You can't hurt me anymore. Red alert! Shields up! The enemy is here. Brand new episode of I'm a Doctor, not a podcast. Cinema Geekly Star Trek podcast. It is Anthony Lewis, Aurora Blue, and Ben Knight back talking more Star Trek Discovery. This is, I think they're calling it Chapter Two, which is yeah weird, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't care. Well, you've got Prelude. You've got Chapter One, Chapter Two. Yeah. It makes sense. I forgot to call everybody by the rank. By the way, I'm I yeah. I was a little bit disappointed. I completely forgot about. <laughs> The ranks, of course, I've been the most disappointed being uh, a fleet admiral at this point. Well, we probably need different ranks now, given, you know, That's we're right. now on the yeah, flip side. That's right. Yeah. This is the ISS. I'm a doctor, not a podcast. Yeah. I'm pretty, sure I'm, just a, I'm pretty sure I'm just a human, a human, crewman even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, in this universe, Ben just scrubs the plasma conduits. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep, I'm uh I'm the emperor, of course. Uh the faceless uh the faceless emperor. Uh I don't know, Aurora, what would you what would you be in the what would mirror universe Aurora be? I can't even imagine what that would be like, but I would love to be a Vulcan. How about that? That would be cool. Yeah. What the sort of kind of sinister murdery Vulcans from the alternative universe. That yeah. that version of them. Let's put a sure. Let's let's put a go let's put a goatee on Aurora's face and Vulcaners. <laughs> make that happen. Yes. I yes. just presume that all of the Vulcans have goatees in the mirror universe, even the women. Women yep. and children, baby Vulcans all have goatees. I think that's how it works there. Uh spoiler alert. I think I, I could pull off a goatee. I think I can pull it off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're there you t- go. Spoiler alert, we're talking about uh the mirror universe. Uh, it's season one, episode 10 called despite yourself directed by Jonathan Frakes. Uh, mm-hmm. and it makes a lot more sense now that he was the one to kind of leak about the mirror universe episodes since his episode is a mirror universe episode. 
Mm. Although it sounds like we're going to get more than just a Mirror Universe episode. I think we're going to get a whole arc for the rest of the season, probably all existing in the Mirror Universe. Well, uh, so some I, some will say the arc already began at the start of the series, of course. But yeah, some could say that. Sure. Uh, yep. Let's talk about it. It's a, a crazy episode. I've already read this paragraph through. It does not do the episode justice. So I can't wait to zip through that and then talk about uh, some of the stuff that this paragraph does not talk about in detail. Uh, so Discovery's crew determines that they have arrived in a parallel mirror universe with Stamets now unconscious and unable to power the spore drive. Tyler confronts Laurel in the brig where she attempts to use a verbal cue to trigger something within him, though he fights it off. Kind of. Mm. Uh, from a data core, uh, from a wrecked Klingon ship, they learn that this universe is ruled by the human Terran Empire, who are fighting a resistance that includes species such as the Klingons, Vulcans, and Andorians. Here, Burnham is the captain of the ISS Shenzhou, presumed dead after an attack by the fugitive Gabriel Lorca, who also attempted to assassinate the Emperor. The ISS Discovery is captained by Sylvia Tilly's counterpart, so she and the crew pretend to be their mirror universe selves. They deliver Burnham and Lorca to the Shenzo under the ruse that Burnham has been hunting Lorca since her presumed death and has now captured him. Tyler accompanies them, but not before killing Dr. Hugh Colber when he informs Tyler that he appears to have undergone major surgical modifications. On the Shenzo, Lorca is tortured while Burnham assumes command. Ben, what did you think of Despite Yourself? Um, there's an awful lot happened, wasn't there? Indeed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you're right, that summary, I mean, it, you know, it hits the, the way markers, but nothing else, does it? It certainly um, hits all of the, uh, the outline, but yeah. none of the important stuff. Well, so, I mean, the nice part of this was that um, the, uh, and we're, I guess we're going to talk about sort of you know, sort of ultimate plot de destinations eventually, but um, we all knew the big reveal was coming in terms of um, uh, Vok Fandango. Um, yeah. But the 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 thing that then became increasingly evident, I, I, maybe I was just being slow at the end of um, the first half of the season, was the, the I think almost almost obvious now assertion that. Uh, uh, th that uh, Lorca is the Terran version of Lorca um, and we're watching the wrong one effectively and that's why he has mm. brought them in this direction so we now understand that you know the the the, the, the terrorist Lorca in um, the uh, sort of Terran universe is um, is almost certainly um, your, your good old fashioned Starfleet captain so it's, it's interesting because all that kind of jarring stuff um you know, it's obviously been building up to that. I say obviously because then you kind of go, oh yeah, I was watching this bit of plot, completely avoided noticing the fairly obvious conclusion right. one might draw about the captain. Um, but it was great. I mean, you know, and there were some big kind of big things so that, you know, Captain Killy, um, I, I... Oh my quite God. A, I mean, <laughs> how many times have we said on this show, um, you know, they're obviously making her too much like this because there's a right. contrast coming up. Yeah. And right. well, you know, they didn't disappoint um, Captain Killy. How awesome. <laughs> so good. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm supposed to be sh shouting and hopping up and down about uh, the um, Culber uh, assassination, oh. but 
first of all, I don't know whether dead means dead necessarily uh, in this universe. I think we're we're going to see a, 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 a familiar face as the emperor if my m- money at the bookies is on the right person. Mm. Um, so, you know, and we all thought that she was dead a long time ago. So um, yeah. I'm not sure dead is dead. I, it, oh, so much happened. And at the end, of, it's really weird. Something I heard this week, um, some uh, journalist, I, I can't remember if it was somebody at The Guardian or, or wherever, um, who was saying the problem is with, with the start of this this chapter two is that you know nothing about discovery feels fun was it just me i was i was positively gleeful yeah, at the end of this episode yes yeah exactly this show yeah, yeah. so I, I just don't know what show who's I, he, I think it was the same guy i may be muddling up a couple of different articles but i think it was the same guy who was saying that you know oh well it's you know they're just trying to turn star trek into star wars and blah, blah. i was like I I I just don't think I'm watching the same show as this guy. The yeah, Empire. I didn't, I, didn't yeah. feel, I didn't feel like that for a second in this episode. No, no, no. Uh, what about you, Aurora? Uh, early thoughts on episode ten. I love this episode so much. I mm. can't even. I can't even start. I don't. I had, like I said, I had so much fun watching it. Like I felt. I think I said this uh, in the last episode as well that it felt Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That whole plot of, you know, uh, we're going to assume their ad- identities. We're going to make them believe that we are from this universe and they're just changing their appearance and all that. That felt so Star Trek to yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and I loved, you know, Tilly changing her role. You know, I, uh, I loved all of that. I didn't like the that they, you know, probably killed off Dr. Colbert because I love him. Yeah. <laughs> but He'll be um, back. Hopefully he is. Hopefully he is. Um, but I liked every single thing about this episode. It was great. And I, I, at the beginning, I was kind of like, it started a little bit slow. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be like an intro episode to this, you know, half mm-hmm. of the season. Mm-hmm. But it just picked up really quickly and it was, it was great. Yeah. Uh, yep. I would like to join in the chorus talking about mm-hmm. how much I love this episode. Uh, it was, it was, it was as good uh, in all the places as uh, as both of you have have already noted. Uh, I really liked that uh, Lorel waking up Vok uh, was a what they mm-hmm. said was a callback to the the thing that Vok says to uh, to Kuvma. I think when he's uh, about to die, it's a, some sort of prayer to Kalos or something, and that is what's supposed to trigger Vok. Uh, what I really love is what I think, Ben, I think this was your theory about where they were going to go with this. Mm. I think it is what they are going in that direction uh, where Colber sort of fills in the audience that uh, more or less telling us that Tyler's memories and stuff were planted on top of Vox. So Vox is still in there. He's buried. But they took Ash Tyler, whoever this guy was, I presume a real person at some point, Mm -hmm. um, took his memories, mind-sifted it, although they haven't used those words exactly, but they've put it on top of of Vox. Now, something went wrong when Laurel tried to bring Vox out. Right. Kind of comes out, but not all the way. And Ben had this this theory or this idea that to make Tyler a more interesting character, that he's going to be struggling with these two sides of himself. 
and that clearly is what that's clearly what's happening here. Uh, I mean, and obviously he kills Culber, presumably either mm-hmm. because Vok took over or because he's worried about the truth coming out about whatever he is. Although I'm, I'm sure at this point he's not exactly sure what he is. Although maybe he has an idea or something. Uh, I will say this about the Culber thing. I like that scene because I like the unexpected death of a character that you don't think is going to die. <laughs> uh, I was not expecting that. So when it happened, it was I was shocked in a good way. I immediately was like, "Oh my god, what's you know, what's this going to do to Paul when he finally comes out of his like weird glazed over coma thing that he's in?" Um, now, I'm, t- I'm telling you now, I'm going to put money on the table straight away. He is not dead, uh, or, or at least that oh, is not I the end so. of Doctor Cole. Well, no, I, I, uh, my, I my prediction, right. <laughs> my prediction is really straightforward. I think the reason, so you know, with Tilly, they did the kind of. Um, you know, she was sort of super, sort of wishy-washy, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. happy, yeah. And that was to to create that, you know, that um, sort of juxtaposition with the the Captain Killy thing. I think Culbert, the the thing I found really annoying. In fact, Alex was the one who mentioned it a couple of weeks back. He said, "Yeah, the problem is it's the first time we've had a Doctor in a Star Trek series where I just have no opinion whatsoever of him, mm-hmm. uh, other than oh, he's the Doctor." Um, so and he's right. If you go back through all of the, I mean, the Doctor has been a, usually a, a very big, a big personality. personality, yeah. yeah. Um, and I do wonder whether effectively we're going to acquire the slightly darker Culber, um, and mm. effectively be that Perhaps. they are so f- far from the zero point on the graph in each direction yeah. that he's more or less the same guy. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it won't be quite as try as that, but I I think we're gonna we're gonna end up with the other Culber, and I have a right. feeling he may end up being rather a bigger character than at the minute is is immediately obvious. Well, I mean they've spoiled. So. If you watch After Trek, they've already spoiled this because mm. the I do not one okay. of the one of the producers or the writers for the show is uh, a gay man, and he was oh like, Aaron Herberts, yeah Herberts, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, he. Uh, I think maybe they came out ahead of this, ahead of the time to tackle this, because obviously there's the bury your gaze trope, which, by mm-hmm. the way, when this episode happened, mm-hmm. there were articles everywhere about it. After reading about the trope, I'm not really sure this this particular death really fits into no, what that doesn't. trope was originally used for. Right, right. Uh, but, you know, people were like, oh, why'd you get to kill him off? And basically he was on After Trek after this episode, and he's like, look... Uh, you know, I'm an openly gay writer. I have a partner who's been supporting me for all these years. I'm not going to write the first gay couple in Star Trek and then split them up and kill them off immediately. Wilson Cruz, uh, who plays Culber, was also on that episode and, well, didn't spoil anything. He did say, because he's, he, he did say that he's been performing for 25 years and his favorite scene that he's ever done uh, still hasn't aired yet. So Culber will still oh. be on the show at some point. Okay. Something will happen. The relationship isn't over yet. Uh, so something's okay. going to happen. And you know, this is Star Trek. Everything, there's, yeah. th- there doesn't have to be a permanent end unless they want there to be a permanent end. So uh, we've already got some of like our, our, our sort of potentially biggest characters from the show who are um, effectively getting a reboot before we're even halfway through. Sure, sure. I really love that. So, I mean, I, I, what do you guys think about that? It's... It's a prediction, but it's the only one that I think makes sense. Is I think we all know that the Emperor is going to be a, a, a erstwhile deceased captain. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Captain Georgia. Gotta be. Yes. Yeah, gotta yeah. be. Well, I mean, because this is all being played. They did this whole thing with the helm officer was the captain mm-hmm. of the Shinzo. And this right. is all Burnham is just like, I kind of expected to run into people, but I had no idea. Um, right. And her having to face down Philippa, who she sort of blames her death for. Mm-hmm. Uh, she blames herself for her death. Of course, that's got to yeah. be who it is. It was yeah. such a big signpost, that scene, wasn't it? Yeah, I've sort of yeah. seen a lot of people being like, oh, well, because Hoshisato was the empress. Well, she was. Well, but that's people... difficult, though, because you see, now Sato's family um, were uh, were in control of the empire, if I understand it right, for about 120 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it covers the right period of time, but it people wasn't were, an unbroken. It wasn't an unbroken uh, holding of the empire. Yeah, yeah. People, I think people have just been wondering if they're going to shoehorn that in somehow uh, mm. and make that tie. They've already. They we already don't have, know that they're not related, of course, do we? True, uh, and they already have done the tie to in a mirror darkly because they note mm-hmm. the existence of uh, the USS Defiant, right? And they even gave us our first look, which. For now, I'll just be happy to presume that it's been in this universe for about 80 years, and maybe they've made some modifications to it, and that's why it doesn't look exactly like it looked in the uh, In a Mirror Darkly episodes. You mean we're not going to get the, the uniform jokes again? Probably not, <laughs> I don't imagine. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, I love the... Uh, the I lo- you know, One of the rare times that I enjoy the updated looks to things, I sort of enjoyed the updated Mirror Universe uniforms. Mm. Yeah, I thought yeah. that I thought that all worked. I really enjoyed. They look very whole... badass. Yeah, do, really... do you know I was going to say they're kind of they're kind of hot. I like the new yeah. yeah, yeah, they're pretty <laughs> yeah, good looking. Good. Uh, I freaked. I mean, you talked about jumping up and down. I don't know where this person didn't find joy. This supposed reviewer didn't find, find any joy or happiness guy. in this episode when they went into the Shinzo brig. They didn't show it at first. I just heard people screaming, and I'm like, oh, my God, they have agonizer booths. Right. Like, in, yep. in the mirror, mirror. I was yeah, like, and, oh, this and, is so and, great. And how about the fact that when they are hailed the first time, um, and Tilly has to assume the, the role of captain, <laughs> she passes uh, to Lorca, saying he's the chief engineer, and he has a Scottish accent. He does, Scott, he's, he does the Scotty voice. <laughs> That which was, was amazing. So, which, which was so fun. Who who says this wasn't fun? Tilly, I'm, I'm trying to find it. I I thought it was uh, I thought it was a guy in the Guardian, but that's Andrew Lowry, and he he seemed to quite like it. Um, I'll find. I'll keep going. I will find it. But it was it was somebody described it as fun. I think funless was the term they used, uh, and I ju- so, I just so don't get it. But then this is why you know um, when I was at that uh, con before Christmas. Uh, during the Shatner Q&A, and okay, it's Shatner's Q&A, so there's going to be a certain type of Star Trek fan there, but um, he was sort of saying, well, I've never watched any other um, uh, Star Trek franchise other than the original series, so, you know, sure. I don't know. I've never okay. seen any of this. Um, of and, and he's saying, so, you know, what do you guys think of Discovery? And, you know, immediately it was booing from people. There was a woman who stood behind me who was really angry about it. Wow. I kind of think, I, really, you guys? I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I I do wonder whether there's an awful lot of people missing the point of discovery, um, and including this a hole from whichever newspaper he was from. <laughs> but... I mean, I mean, I I wasn't super on board with this show either th- through the first few episodes. I was interested, and I didn't hate it. I I liked what I was seeing, but I wasn't really hooked into it. And mm. the last this episode, 
the episode previous and, you know, one or two before that, they've really done their job of getting their hooks in. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really invested and interested uh, in, in seeing where things go. Uh, <laughs> Mary Wiseman as uh, Tilly. This, this <laughs> was such a great episode. Mm-hmm. For her, everything from like when they put her on the spot, like right there, they're like, oh, "You're the captain," which, by the way, is a great throwback to the uh, the Parabellum episode where Stamets comes out of the the spore drive and he accidentally refers to Tilly as captain, right? Uh, like right. he got like a glimpse of it or something. Uh, from that first bit where she's put on the spot, which was, I thought, hilarious, where she's was awesome trying to be stern with them, <laughs> but didn't know how to do it, I guess. <laughs> and then sort of finding her thing, like when they, I love that bit where they're, you know, they're like, you're the, like, here are her nicknames, just like the Slayer of Sona Prime. So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that she killed all those Sona. They were really annoying characters in that one Star Trek movie. <laughs> uh, I'm, so I'm glad she slayed them, but she was like the witch of some other planet. And I just, I died when they're like, and finally, Captain Killy. Oh, that's not really, that's not a very clever name. And I'm like, no, that's the best name. That's the best. Yeah. Lorca refers to her as Captain Killy once. Uh, it was so much fun. And when she gets into character, oh, it was, it was so good. It was great. I love wow. that she said something like, you know, if you, if I, I will cut off your tongue and use it to lick my lick boots. Lick my boots. <laughs> She's the new Major Kira. Uh, yeah. Yes. I mean... Yeah. My my, I mean, look. I know we can't get once they go back to the regular universe. I know we can't get Captain Killy, but I do sort of hope that this experience sort of breaks her out of her shell and she's oh, like sure. a little more confident. And um, well, I'm, you're going to have the scene back in the uh, principal universe where she's on the bridge and gives an order to someone on the bridge in place of Lorca, aren't you? I mean, yeah, it's the yeah, sort yeah. of yeah. the classic handover thing. Uh, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to the the scene with um, with uh, Klingon Fandango and the and the Tribble. You know that's coming. In that in that ready room, there is going to be a scene where a Tribble loses its shit. Has over he been Ash in the Tyler. ready room? Has he been in the ready room with the Tribble? I think he has. Not yet. Oh, uh, no, no, not with the Tribble. No. Very. He's smart. been in the room, but he's not been in the room with the Tribble. Uh, and obviously the Lorca thing. Uh, it's. Yeah, people are, they're doing a very good job. If that is where they are going, presumably... Well, it explains the, Lork- the scars, doesn't it? Yeah, presumably... Because the, the scars he had in his back were the same sort of shape as the little mini agonizer things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back to... Um, oh, God, which, that was the original series, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's the evidence is there to support it, put it that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's all that stuff. There was evidence to show that he was sort of looking into the Mirror Universe stuff before mm-hmm. any of this happened, he changed the His jump sequence at the end. Creepy room. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. all of the all of the little story elements. There's been a bunch of them. Uh, it would make it would make perfect sense, and they're doing a good job of hiding it behind all the other interesting stuff, right? Uh, yeah. That they're doing. They're doing a very good job of kind of keeping the smokescreen there. It's still possible that he is who he is, and he's not like from the mirror universe, but. If he is from the mirror universe, it also would make kind of perfect sense. So they're doing they're doing a very good job of keeping that muddied. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see uh, how that all plays out. I, everything with uh, I really enjoyed all the stuff with Burnham too when she got onto the the Shenzo. She had to kill that uh, her helmsman. She had to kill. Yeah. I love that scene because that was, that was an awesome scene. fight scene. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that was an awesome fight scene to begin with, agreed. Uh, and, you know, she's already traumatized from seeing this guy again because she saw him die. I think he was the kid who was in the brig with her and he gets sucked into yes. space right, during yeah. the Battle of the Binary Stars. And yep. she has to kill him and then sort of move on with it. And, of course, she's also bunking with uh, Tyler, who is Tyler, but also probably kind of Vok is existing <laughs> there, too. Right. At the same time, they certainly do this great uh, scene in the teaser for next week uh, where he's holding her and she says something about, like, you know, evil or badness or something, like, hiding inside you. And he just does this, like, look right into the camera right at the end. Uh, so they're doing a very good job with uh, with kind of teasing all of that tension. But, yeah, this was a, a tremendous episode. Yes. Uh, if the, if this is what it's like when Frakes is directing, he should direct all the episodes. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Is so. I mean, there's one scene. Let's see, let's see if anyone else has got the same problem with. There's one scene in this which I just wanted to go and find Frakes and slap him around the head a number of times. I mean, don't get <laughs> me wrong. Like the rest of it was excellent, but there's one scene. Did anything jump out at you as a scene where you wanted to perhaps kill the director? Sure. Shall I take you back to the go ahead, go ahead. to the ready room and the handheld circling around that briefing table over and over again with NYPD blue <laughs> style motion sickness <laughs> inducing crap? He, he was going oh, around in a circle man. a lot. It was so distracting. I, I genuinely yeah. felt queasy by the end of it. It was too yeah. long a sequence to do that with. I think I've seen too many things where the whole people are in a heated discussion and the camera swirls around them. I think I've yeah. just seen that enough to where it didn't bother me all that much. I never, go go <laughs> now back that and watch it, it. how long that scene is with the, the handheld, though. It's ridiculous. But now that you mention it, I wonder if he does have like a camera like on a dolly or whatever. It's just like a circular track. Like a no, that that would have been fine. If it had been on a track, at least it would have been... I mean, yeah, there's... Oh, that's this a, was handheld, yeah. This was hand, That's what made it bad. It was that. It was the wobble as it went around. It was, it was really quite vomit-inducing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there is... So there's some things in this episode, but most of them are just uh, reminiscent of things that there have been in other, uh, like they point out some weird inconsistencies, like the emblem of the Terran Empire is a different design shown in previous. They did. They did redesign the Terran Empire logo. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. why, because the old one looked fine. Um, but you know how these uh, these new kids are with their show, even though a lot of them are actually like (laughs) old veterans. Uh, but you know how they are. Uh, there is, oh, somebody, somebody also noted that they don't have the Terran empire emblems on any of their doors, which is, uh, mm. which was a common thing. They did have a big fat one on the bridge. Decals the cost bridge. money kids. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they do, uh, uh, they do, uh, note by the way that, uh, Burnham impersonating her counterpart. Well, everybody impersonated their counterpart. They did that once already with uh, Cisco. Did that, right? Uh, where he pre- actually, it's very, it's much more rem- reminiscent of Cisco because he was replacing his presumed dead counterpart in the episode through the through the Looking Glass. So I guess that's way more. Uh, reminiscent Didn't Kira replace hers as well? In it might even have been the same episode. I think it may have been where she mm-hmm. was presumed dead. Um. Maybe. She certainly had to pretend to be her. Chronologically, you guys, this is the earliest reference of the Cleons in the Mirror Universe. 
I don't think we actually see Klingons in the Mirror Universe until they do the DS9 episodes. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, there wasn't really any good continuity stuff. Although, I would have pointed out the fact that they tied into the the Enterprise uh, episodes. And I guess, by proxy, also tied into the uh, original series episode as well, the Tholian Web, because that's how the Defiant ends up in the Mirror Universe in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm curious to see where all of that goes. Presumably, we will see that ship in a future episode because uh, the talk is that that's you know the Emperor's ship or whatever will probably be the uh, will probably be the Defiant. So uh, maybe we'll get a look and see what they've done with their reimagined uh, Constitution class ships. I know everybody's sort of been eagerly awaiting uh, seeing one. So now we'll see if they've got jelly bean buttons or not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to guess not. I'm going to guess that they've probably changed it. But uh, In the um, Discovery just... Audio book, they try to deal with that kind of um, <laughs> jumping aesthetic. Do uh, they in, now? In few, yeah, in a couple of quite entertaining ways. But of course, oh, you I'm also fascinated. have in the audio book. Well, in the audio book, you also get the first meeting, um, at, at least uh, when they're on duty, of Spock and Burnham. Uh, which is quite interesting. So, having not listened to the audiobook, do you remember anything in particular that they mentioned where they try to tackle the aesthetic difference? Um, it, it's sort of glossed over, as you might imagine. Um, but it's they they talk about oh, I can't remember. There's a, there's a great line from it. Actually. I'll I'll dig it out while I'm while I'm talking to you. But there's uh, hang on. It, it's you know it, it is very much sort of written off as uh, well. You know this was. This is what I think of some line about. This is what they thought the th- the future should look like, or something. It was one of those kind of beautiful fourth wall type lines. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it was uh, it was it was good fun. I'm really enjoying it, incidentally. I have, I'm getting through it at snail's pace because I'm not driving um, as much this last couple of weeks as I normally am. So <laughs> somebody but complaining I am about how the designers of the Constitution class felt like doing a '60s retro future style. Like, ah, <laughs> yeah, oh, who put those tell. guys in charge of designing the ships? <laughs> feel, bad for whoever, feel bad for whoever's got to crew one of those. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, well, let's, uh, Aurora, I'm going to go to you. Final thoughts on the episode. Anything else that you want to uh, note that stuck out and uh, give it a score, I suppose. I, I, I think just thinking about what Ben said about, you know, Lorca could be the, the one from this mirror universe and he was just on... The normal universe, in a way, um, and and that I, I'm just thinking about the fact, you know, he went out of his way to save Burnham, and if it's true that he's the one from the mirror universe, he killed Burnham in the mirror universe, right? So he went out of his way to save Burnham in this other one. So yep. I think that makes a stronger case that he is the one from the mirror universe. I, I was just thinking about that. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's using this whole situation to get back to the. Emperor to try to kill right. the Emperor again. Right, right, right. Who knows? It's fascinating. Yeah. I'm super interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going to give this uh, episode a five. I really liked it. Mm. Yes. Ben, what about uh, any final I, I wouldn't mess about. It's a straight five from me too for, for all of the reasons we talked about. This is... Um, it's the first... I mean, I've been excited. We've talked about being excited about, you know, any Star Trek is good Star Trek, I guess, in that sense. Um but this is the first time where at the end of the episode I've actually had a proper kind of oh wow mm-hmm. yeah you're like proper yep. g'd up kind of thing to it uh, to the point where I I have a number of times today thought damn I wish it was Monday 
Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just so I could, yeah, so I could watch the next one. I, that's that means that means a lot to me as a Star Trek yeah. fan, and that is worth yeah. square yes. five. Finally, Ben, you know what it's like for me as a Doctor Who fan, where you get to watch the episode <laughs> earlier than I do. I'm shaking my fist at you right now. <laughs> I will now. Yes, I will get to watch the Star Trek episode before you, and uh, I feel pretty good about it. I'm just going to say that. Oh, thanks. Uh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Uh, uh, let's let's make it three for three, two episodes in a row. I'm also giving it a five. We also universally gave the episode nine all fives as mm-hmm. well before. Uh, so this show is on quite the roll. And yeah, yeah, I'm super excited to see what happens next. Uh, they've done, uh, I would say, an excellent job of setting up the Mirror Universe. The Mirror Universe has never really felt more dangerous or tense. And either. real as well. Because it, it, it's felt a bit like a kind of, you know, pantomime novelty storyline a lot of the time. Well, in fact, pretty much every time in the past. It's all been. A, it's just a little too camp. Whether it's the the ridiculousness of the the aesthetic in the original series, or the you know the the thigh slapping Panto Major Kira, or, um, or or the yeah, you know, what take your pick. I mean, the the evil Archer that couldn't quite manage to be evil. Um, all of those different versions of it have all felt kind of camp and kitsch, and this has got a touch of that, which is why I like it. It's nostalgic a little bit. Uh, but it only lets itself be so nostalgic. It's it's very discovery. It's it's here's a bit of nostalgia. Yeah, this will get you hooked into it. Now this you know now she's gonna get real, and I I love that. That's brilliant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we move on, I want to thank the good people of Think Geek for sponsoring the show this week. Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek and uh, pick yourself up some Star Trek stuff. I'm actually looking at. Uh, we got to do this because it's mere universe. Uh, they actually have a Star Trek: The Next Generation 30th Anniversary uh, Mirror Universe pin, which is it's super cheap. It's four dollars. Uh, it's nice. also free with any order of fifty dollars or more. If you buy Star Trek stuff, you oh, buy nice. like fifty dollars or more of Star Trek stuff, you get the pin free. Uh, but <laughs> they've released this apparently. Uh, they released, uh, apparently there's a Star Trek The Next Generation Mirror Broken comic series. Uh, and mm. it's literally, it's in the description for this. They talked about, like, their motivation for making this. Apparently, issue zero was free on free comic book day. And <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> they said, they noted that the first thing they noticed was how buff Mirror Universe Picard was. <laughs> and also, they're right here, and also Data, and well, basically everyone. Oh, Picard's yeah, shit, probably... they are. I just looked them up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Th- this Jean Luc spends a lot of time in the ship's gym, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, if you want to celebrate Buff Picard, cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek. Who doesn't? That's my new favorite hashtag, by the way, as well. That uh, may be the, the, we- the weirdest in-show ad I think I've ever heard on the Cinema Geekly Network, so well done. That's a, and that's and we have done so some weird ground. shit on Doctor Who, so... That's right, we have covered so much ground. Uh, so yeah, Buff Picard for three ninety nine. Uh, actually, when, oh, it, when you say it like that, it even sounds weirder. It sounds like yeah. you want to buff Picard instead of Picard is buff. <laughs> I mean, he does have that bald head. You could do it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> spent way too much time on It looks a bit like... Do you, remember, did, did you guys ever have Right Said Fred? Um, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. too sexy. He's yeah. he's too sexy for that spaceship. <laughs> he is indeed. Yeah, he is. Uh, right, said Picard. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, that's uh, an episode for this week. Head over to cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of the show. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music. Just search for I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast and hit subscribe. And we will be back next week to talk Season 1 of Star Trek Discovery, Episode 11, called The Wolf Inside.